1: Nothing is more convicting than to stumble upon somebody praying for you. That is precisely what we do as we stumble into John 17 next on Truth for Today. It's almost as if we are eavesdropping into a place we shouldn't be in, but yet. There it is, right there in the middle of Scripture, for all to read, know, and understand intimately. John 17, the prayer of Jesus, the high priestly prayer. Welcome, this is Truth For Today, and Pastor Phil Howard returns us once again to John 17 as we focus in on the high priestly prayer that is found here. We would invite you to join us as we listen in to Christ as He prays. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today.
2: It's amazing how quick you can go to hell with a bunch of facts. You think the Jews didn't have facts? They'd been memorized Scripture. By their bar mitzvah, they'd memorized the first five books of Moses. How many verses have you memorized? No, no, no. They, they knew Bible. He said, you, you rest in the Scriptures. You think in them you have eternal life. And they speak of me, but you don't know me. You know a lot of Bible, but you don't know me. I ask you, Father, glorify the one you chose to dispense eternal life. He that has the Son has eternal life. And when you get this Son, you get a knowledge of God that is deeper than books, deeper than just external knowledge, deeper than just... Facts. Oh yeah, I know church talk. I've been in church all my life, and I know the buzzwords. Do you know God, or will you hear Him say, "I never knew you"? You 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 uh, you are a member. You could say, "Lord, Lord," you cast out a few demons, jumped a few pews, and, and broke a few tambourines, but I don't know you. You just haven't ball. Do I know you? Do you know me? And he says in First John, let me tell you what people act like that knowing. They want to do the right, first John two twenty-nine. They stop wanting to sin. First John three, six through nine. They start loving the brethren. Ooh. Man. That's a biggie. Uh You mean, I just want to go to church with them. I don't want to love them. Some things happen. Then he goes on his third request and third acknowledgement. Father, I want you to glorify me because I have glorified you for 33 years on the earth. Look at what he says. I glorified you on the earth, having accomplished the work which you have given me to do. Wouldn't that be a great thing to put on your epitaph? Not trying to rush it. But just think. If you put this on your epitaph. I accomplished the work God wanted me to do. I glorified God. How? I did what he designed me to do. Um... I 'm amazed at how many people are living without a purpose. They don't know why they're here. and And I say that uh, with there's a pain. M- much of the race does not know why they exist. And so you're allured by a thousand different offers, a different agendas, do this, do that. Because as we heard, Dave Ekman, when you don't know what you're here for. Uh, anyone can lead you to something you don't need to be doing. Because you don't have a purpose. You don't have a purpose. And here Christ is saying, Father, honor me like I honored you while I was on the earth. And what did I do on the earth? I did your will. I taught your word. I did the work you wanted me to do. When I go back to heaven, there'll still be blind people. There'll still be unsaved people. Uh, there will be a thousand things left undone. The world will still be in a mess. But I will go to the cross tomorrow, and I will die between two thieves, and I can look to you and say, I did everything you told me to do. It is finished. I thank we who are followers of Christ deserve to at least have a purpose. Why do you exist? Uh, what is the chief end of man? Any Westminster students? Come on, what's the Westminster Catechism, the first question? Glorify God and enjoying forever. Enjoy forever. You remember what Piper did with it? He switched the end to buy. Enjoy God. You're created to glorify God. And Piper says, by enjoying God forever. And the reason he did this is if I, uh, uh, Valentine's coming up, and I, I get the flowers, and I say, uh, here, Carolyn, and I just pull out my day timer. Got that done. <laughs> Would that affect the gift? She still got the gift. Huh? Some folks says, I'll glorify you, God, but I don't really enjoy it. God says, I don't get any glory from a people who don't enjoy me. If your Christianity is making you miserable, you've got the wrong kind. I said, if Christianity you have is making you miserable, you've you've never met God and I'm afraid so many people that, oh, yeah, I grew up in the church. Oh, here we go. What is it? Man, this and that rule. And I uh, always talk about money. And, and we had to do this. Boy, I had to be that. Right there, you know, they don't know God. Because when you know God, you enjoy God. God's enjoyable to know. And a Christianity that makes you miserable. It's hard to give away. <laughs> Go evangelize your neighbor. Tell them how to get misery with you. <laughs> Matter of fact, let's have a drink to it. I'm miserable. I'm just a deacon. You don't, you're nothing. Let's get drunk on it. We're both got the kind that makes you miserable. I'm married. Yeah. You don't say that much meaning. I'll say, I'm married. Whew i 'm not going to ask you is she beautiful <laughs> yeah. just she 's just the way we oh yeah and he said no, 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 I have done what you told me to do, and my purpose in life is first of all to glorify God and to enjoy him forever that 's your first and that 's the that that must govern every every thing you do. Is your reason for living in your mind, I want to bring honor and glory to the great God and creator and savior, and I want to enjoy him to the max while I'm alive. Is that, is that, the, right, is that the right reason for living? Well, okay. Then, what's your purpose? What work is he giving you to do? Well, Uh, I like to criticize the church. That seems to be a lot of fun. (laughs) I love to have preachers for lunch. I like to pick on the saints. You don't know him. You won't keep eating garbage if you could ever get a good steak. Let me tell you something better than chewing on me is chewing on him. And he wants you to chew on him like bread from heaven. And drank this water from heaven. He wants you to be, he said, feed on me continually. Don't devour one another. This church is full of uh, sinners as last I checked. Starting with the pastor. Only God would have this bunch. Aren't you glad? Woo, amen and evaporated. But it's true. Where would you be had the Lord not rescued you? So we're his, and he says, okay, what am I living for? I'm going to ask this. Will all believers die? And the Lord will say, well done, thou good and faithful murmurer. <laughs> well done, thou good and faithful, lazy, no good God involved believer. Believer. Well, because I'm just going to eulogize every saint that lands. Because I'm just going to the cross, the cross. No, 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 no. I don't go to the judgment seat of Christ for the cross. I go there to see if I did the work he told me to do. And what I didn't do that was in his will is going to be burnt like ashes. That is grace. We don't have to drag around my terrible track record for eternity. We're going to burn it up. I see men, I see women. What are you doing for God? Uh, 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 how long have you been saved? Oh, I'm, I'll get it. I've been saved 29 years. I'm planning to surrender someday. Well, honey, you're so old, decrepit, you couldn't do anything now. I want to remember my Creator in the days of my youth, before the days come that I'm, uh, I'm medicated, I'm in a hospital bed. I, I think of Sandy McNeil. She's her father's on the verge, and her father Abraham is a wonderful man. Been in the church for years. If he had a dollar for every meal, he fixed and, and his wife for a preacher to stay. Old-timey Christians. You know, out of Mississippi. Black church. Be good to the preacher. Sleep Bunch of children. We'll make room for the preacher. We'll stay all night evangelist. Spend all of his life trying to be good to God's people. Now, what are you going to do when Abraham comes up? How much are you worth, Abraham? Couldn't be worth much. Had too many children. But I sure love my wife. I sure love God. And I love being good to his people. Enter in, thou good and faithful servant. Enter in. You did what I created you to do. That, has God created anything for you to do? Just pray about it. <coughs> Ephesians 2:10, We were created in Christ Jesus to do nothing. To do what? Good, A good, good works. Oh, OK. And, and what about Matthew 5:16, I believe it is, "Let your light so shine before your wife. Oh man. Oh, well, observers, that they may see your good works. They can't see what you don't do. And, and, and you don't do it for men. You do it in front of men. Motive and action. I don't live for God for men. But I do live my life in front of men. I live my life for God, but I'm before men. Let your light shine before men. And the early church, what happened? They started monasteries. They went out in the desert. Nobody could see what a Christian looked like in the desert. Absurd. When they went to the monasteries, they found they were a bunch of uh, guys that were just as sinful as people that grew up in the metropolitan area. Because wherever you put people together, they sin. Get do your good works before men that they may glorify Your Father who's in heaven What work are you doing? that men can see and They can they don't know your motive Is it because this is God's purpose for my life? young people America doesn't offer you much challenge the challenge in America make money that's nice. Joe Lewis said, I don't love money, but it sure soothes my nerves. You know, it's, it's nice to have. But is that what you're living for? Your company, your, whatever your interests are. Could you say with Christ at the end of your life, if you were praying 16 hours before your death, could you say, I want to thank you, Father. I've done everything I've understood you to want me to do. And I did it. And I just want to thank you. And if you wouldn't mind, I want you now to honor all that I did in your name so that I didn't live in vain. Or, or, and this happens many times, it will be a prayer full of regret. Regret, regret. Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? Why did I do that? What? Why didn't I get right with my son? Why didn't I get right with this person? Why? Why? Why am I coming to my death and I've never done business and done what God wants me to do? So he says, Father, I've honored you. I ask that you'll honor me. Finally, he prays, Father, I want to go home. Verse 5, he returns to glorify me. Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I've been the undercover boss for 33 years. I rode my deity in such a way. You know, if you were a brother with Jesus, and he had brothers, and uh, they never looked down the hallway and saw a glow coming out of his room. (laughs) Could you imagine sharing a bedroom with Jesus? They didn't hear Jesus when he spoke. Whoa, I just heard the voice of many waters. No. they just heard a Jewish man's voice. Why? He covered. He laid aside his external glory and took the form of a slave, became like a man. He he laid aside that external glory. Glory and man the regal robes of a king he laid aside to come to the ghetto of this universe he came on ghetto ministry to come down here when you've been hanging out in heaven and you've had angels worshiping you and you've got a throne up there and they nobody up there doubts he's God nobody doubts his deity up no spit reaches his face up there and he lays all that aside comes to the ghetto of our neighborhood, and he says, Father, in about 14 hours I'm going to be done with everything I need to do to get sinners to heaven. I just ask you, I've got a longing. I'd like to go home. I'd like to resume all that I gave up. I'd like to resume all that external glory. I want to be sitting there on the throne next to you. I want you to restore. I'm not asking for more glory. I'm asking give me the glory I gave up. Give me back what I left. It sort of reminds me of a uh, commanding officer telling one of our troops in Afghanistan. I just saw some footage on Afghanistan. How rugged that land is. How many caves. How many mountains. Uh, how, no wonder uh, uh, Osama could be hiding out there. I mean, it's caves, crevices. It's, it is a horrendous terrain. And our boys fighting there, driving down through these canyons and these gorges, and guys just shooting down. And any military man says the advantage is to be on top. Boom, boom, boom. And our boys want to go out. To, where is the enemy? Where is the enemy? But can you imagine... All of a sudden, a commanding officer call you in and saying, son, get your stuff together. You're going home. You're going back to California where you grew up and you got a mom and a dad. I think of Kirby Hughes in a church and Tim Lottie Baudier who's in Iran. What it must have felt like saying, you're going home. They can't shoot you back there. You won't be a target every day. And here God the Son facing the cross says, Father, I want to get back home and I won't stop short of the cross, but I miss everything I left. I miss everything I gave up. And so I say to you, there's a longing in us as Christians that we in these temporal bodies long. He said in Romans, we groan that we may put on a new body so that we could be with God forever. Uh, Bob would love to get a new body. So he could praise God forever. And he will. And you will too. Because that same longing. We've never been to heaven. But I want to get there. And enjoy everything I've heard about that place. I don't think we talk about heaven enough. I loved. Uh, well that's i I don't know if that's a good word. I don't believe that's right. But there was something different. About. My daddy's people, when they buried. My mother's people, many of them were unsaved. Some were saved. But my dad's people, nine brothers and sisters, one had died. So there's eight of them. When they had a funeral, and as long as my grandmother was alive, a little short German woman, about five, two, a little holiness gal that could shout, At a birthday party. (laughs) You know, animated. More fire in the little finger than some of you folks got in your whole body. I mean, sure enough, saved. they get to talking about heaven. And they get together. And they get to shouting. This is being a home. Don't need to be in church. Just get talking about when we get over there and what's going to be like. You you know what? I haven't heard any pop Christian song lately talks about heaven. Because most of you think you got it already here. But when you're poor and broke and getting old and you come from hard times, heaven sounds really good. And Jesus says, I want to go home. And guess what? We're going home. He's going to glorify us. The big issue in our life can we say, I glorified you on earth by doing the work you told me to do? Every once in a while, I get beat up in my spirit. Oh, we're not, I'm not as good a preacher as that preacher. And I wish I had a broader ministry. than. I, man, I, I think I know the word is good. And it's like the Lord says, boy, do what I told you to do. Do what I but, but, but Lord, I've been here forever. He said, well, it's only because I gave my people enough grace to put up with you. <laughs> well, I, I ought to, that wouldn't be pride, would it? I should have a broader exposure. And God's telling me, you ought to be thankful more having been exposed.
0: <laughs>
2: I got you further than you ever dreamed you ever get that way? Your, your house looks good till you visit someone that's got it twice as good. And I just was at a preacher's house recently. I, I've been sick ever since. I ought to be in that house. <laughs> he doesn't love God any more than me. What you doing with that? Lord, take it back. I want to tell him when I see him too. I've been in a slump ever since he had me over. Ah, oh, it goes on and on and on. What does God want? To do with you. He has a purpose. He has a plan. It's revealed in his word. And if your heart is yielded to him. He's going to make you know that plan. He's going to show you the path. But I think. Some of you. What bothers me in the church. As so many. I don't see. What God's doing with you. You may be doing. You may be having a great secret life. In Christian service, but I know nothing. But I'm concerned. Some people say, don't ask me what I'm doing. that's none of your business. It's just between the Lord and me. No, no, no. I'm a believer. And we have the right to pry into your life. How you doing? Uh, Where are you serving? No, you don't. Oh, are you enjoying being out of the will of God? Not miserable. Well, good. Well, and don't make me feel guilty. I don't want to be guilty when I come to church. Well, what if you are guilty? Oh, I just don't want to know about it. Make me feel good. Well, God loves you even though you're disobeying Him. God loves you even though you don't love Him enough to glorify Him. All He wants you to do is to do what He created you to do. Give Him glory and enjoy Him. And when you do that, you'll break out somewhere. Because eventually men will see that you love God. And they will praise God for what you do.